Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interests podcast series. I'm Thomas Roekmaker, Head of Asia-Pacific Sovereign Ratings, and today I'm joined by Christianus Krustens, a Director in Fitch's Sovereign Team and Lead Analyst for Japan. We'll be discussing the outlook for Japan's monetary policy. So Christianus, with inflation running high in Japan, what are the chances of the BOJ following other central banks in tightening policy? Yes, Thomas. It's true that headline inflation is high and you do also see inflation creeping into various other indicators. Services inflation has picked up. Inflation expectations are also pretty indicative of inflation at or above 2%. However, we would still see these as relatively tentative signs given Japan's multi-decade history of 0% inflation or deflation. And caution should be warranted in our view as to whether Japan is moving into a fundamentally different regime. Most notably, we would note that real wage growth, while it has picked up, remains negative despite a record spring wage agreement earlier last year. It has picked up, but we think still not in a territory that would comfortably indicate achievement of the Bank of Japan's 2% inflation target. And the Bank of Japan has been pretty vocal and pretty explicit in its communications that wage growth is critical and that the risks are still towards inflation falling back down to lower levels rather than exceeding at the Bank of Japan's target. So nothing has changed under the new uh, governor Ueda? We think that the Bank of Japan approach remains very conservative and very data-driven. So in that sense, nothing, nothing has changed. The Bank of Japan is more concerned about the risk of tightening too soon rather than potentially overshooting its inflation target. Now, Governor Ueda has announced a policy review. The timeline for the completion of that is somewhere towards the middle of next year. And we think that he will be very much open-minded and data-driven as to the further course of action, depending on what inflation does. So what about yield curve control? Recently, markets have been getting excited that this might be revised or abandoned, maybe at meeting uh, in July. Yeah, it's true that this is the component of Bank of Japan policy that has seen the most uh, market attention. Clearly, it has been modified a couple of times in the past, most recently in December. And uh, we also see it as the component of the bank's policy mix that probably has the least effectiveness and the greatest side effects. So we've seen a Bank of Japan research from a few years back indicating that three to five year rates are actually the most important from the point of view of monetary transmission. So 10-year rates, perhaps not so much, although there's been other pieces of research indicating that long-term rates shouldn't be too low either. And in fact, original reason for introducing YCC was actually to prevent longer-term rates from being being too low. It's also true that at the moment, market pressure on on the Bank of Japan to act with respect to the yield curve has lessened. So the 10-year yield is currently trading at below uh, the 50 basis point upper band. Swap yields, if we can think of them as um, an indicator of the true level of the yield, are not far off at these levels. Actually, they're at 0.6.7. And we've seen that the Bank of Japan has significantly scaled back the pace of its uh, bond buying. So the market pressure is, is gone. Now, it could be that this makes it a good time to make some changes because by its very nature, yield curve control I mean, has to be changed unexpectedly. It cannot really be um, signaled in advance. However, 
we think that on balance, the Bank of Japan will fear jeopardizing the recent gains in inflation dynamics by um, changing YCC too soon. So we expect, and we've stated this in our latest global economic outlook, we expect a change to YCC sometime next year. So if the BOJ does tighten, how high could rates go? So we could think of, um, and many people quote, uh, interest rate swap yields as a potential indication of the true yield. Uh, Those peaked at uh, just about 1% for the 10-year late last year, and now they're back down to 0.6.7. So that would suggest maybe that there's not that much more room or that much risk of yields going much higher. Admittedly, they are not directly influenced by Bank of Japan activities, but they are still linked to the actual level of bond yields. So there is room for error there. Several researchers and analysts look at the natural uh, yield curve models used by the Bank of Japan, and uh, those seem to point to maybe a natural level for the 10-year yield of 1.5%. We look at uh, 30-year JGB yields at um, 1.4%. So all of this suggests that maybe um, the ceiling for yields is not that high, and if we were to see interest rate hikes, whether it is through a change to YCC or another change in uh, the BRJ's policy, we wouldn't really see a very radical shock to the market. Maybe as a rule of thumb, we can also think of interest rates in the long term being somewhere in line with real growth and inflation. And I mean, if we look at uh, Japan's economic prospects, there still hasn't been a radical shift in potential growth that is still probably comfortably below 1%, maybe closer to 0.5%. And from our side, we don't think that 2% inflation is likely to be achieved over the medium or long term, although inflation could still be higher going forward than it has been over the past two decades. So would the uh, BOJ worry about the implications uh, for its own balance sheet from tightening? It's true that there's been a, a lot of analysis and speculation in the market about the impact on, on central banks' own financials given a new era for monetary policy. And there's generally two channels that people think about. One is the impact on net interest income that occurs when interest that central bank, the Bank of Japan, pays on reserves held by commercial banks increases in line with the policy rate. And that decreases the central bank's net interest income. And uh, potentially that could have ramifications for transfers to the government or capital or the central bank's capital position. And the other channel would be through the market value of bond holdings. So the central bank holds a very big portfolio of government bonds. If yields rise, the market value of those holdings declines, and that could potentially open up a negative equity position. So in the case of the Bank of Japan, I mean, the impact on net interest income, we feel, is actually mitigated by the tiered structure of reserves um, held at the Bank of Japan. So only a very small fraction of bank reserves is remunerated at a negative rate. And actually most of the increase in reserves that has happened over the years with the Bank of Japan buying additional JGBs has been in the non-remunerated, so 0% tier of bank reserves. So for example, equalizing all policy rates, so all the rates on on central bank reserves at the BOJ, say for example at 10 basis points, would... um, be less than 0.1% of GDP impact on the BOJ's net interest income. And that seems manageable given that overall payments to the government were around 0.4% of GDP 
uh, as of the latest financial statements, and equity is around 2% of GDP. Of course, the impact would then be greater for subsequent increases in policy rates, but we don't think policy rates would be the main or, or foremost channel through which uh, the Bank of Japan would pivot policy. Then, with respect to the other channels, so the market value of bond holdings, it's useful to note that the Bank of Japan, in its financial reporting, values government securities at amortized costs. So there wouldn't be an immediate hit to its equity position if, unless it were to sell these bonds um, prior to maturity. And what about the impacts on the government debt to GDP ratio? So the impact there uh, would be felt gradually. Japan's government debt stock has a very long average maturity at nine years, and even the median maturity is fairly long at six years. In our debt dynamics analysis at the time of our last review, we already assumed the 10-year JGB yield sort of moving to 1%, which is actually in line with the government's assumption in its budget. And because of um, still higher than usual growth, higher than usual inflation, our assumption of gradually narrowing fiscal deficits, the debt to GDP ratio stays pretty stable. Now, if we further shock the interest rates, I should say that that would be a pretty large shock given what we discussed about the potential uh, equilibrium uh, level of interest rates, then yes, the debt dynamics do start trending up in the medium term, but that assumes no policy change. Thanks for your insights, Christianis, and thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and on our research on Japan, please visit us at FitchRatings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.